What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for April 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Before we get into today's show, I have to give a very special This Day in Philly Sports History shout-out. On this day, back in 1953, the original GOAT was born. The man that is responsible for my Philadelphia fandom took me to my first Eagles game, first Phillies game, Always there for a call when I mess something up, when I'm doing home improvements. Always there to come down to fix it, to hang out with my kids. Very, very happy birthday to my dad. If you have any way of getting in touch with him, whether it be through Facebook, text message, whatever. Pigeon, carrier pigeon, wish him a happy birthday. The the greatest of all times turned 70 today. Happy birthday, dad. I love you. Let's keep it going. All right. So, a lot, a lot of news last night. Let's start with the Sixers. And they beat Boston 103-101. They tried to blow it. Um, there is just a couple ticky-tack, shady calls. And it just was a, a hot mess there at the end. But I think this is an important win for a couple reasons. Yes, I know there was no Jalen Brown. And that's okay. I think as far as morale, the Sixers needed this. They were 0-3, especially after blowing that other game uh, right after the All-Star break. Uh, this was huge for them. And this hopefully will, because it looks like they're going to catch up with Boston again in the second round. So hopefully this will do wonders for their confidence. Joe said the, the exact same, and he was not going to lose this game. 52 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 blocks. As Doc said, I don't often agree with Doc Rivers, but the MVP's race is over. There's no doubt in my mind. He just came out and emphatically just said, I'm your MVP. Let's hope that translates into some playoff success. Also, they are tied into that three seed now. So now we are able to rest guys. At this point, I don't think it's still going to be a stretch with three games left to, to leap up into the second seed. Uh, although stranger things have happened, but I think – for all intents and purposes, let's just focus on staying healthy and, and being locked into that three seed. Uh, another big news: Phillies won a game, four to one. Uh, the bullpen looked pretty good, minus Kimbrel's uh, home run he gave up in the ninth. Derek Hall looks good defensively. If he can get the offensive production to be somewhat consistent. Hopefully that will make up somewhat for the loss on the field of Reese. As I mentioned before, Reese was one of the leaders of this team, and you're not going to be able to make that up. But if Derek Hall can come in and play some solid defense, I know Kruk was talking a lot about his defense last night and how it was solid. So good win. Let's carry that momentum. You got Nolan on the mound. You're going against Garrett Cole, but he can be beat. Let's get some momentum. Win another game, come back home, and be two and four. Not not the best, but at least you're not zero and six. Flyers lost again, four to two last night. They're still locked into that twenty six seed or twenty six plays very solidly too. I might add they're like four points either way because uh, everybody below them keeps losing except for Chicago, the one team that should be winning. But I don't know. All right, so we are going to go back to 1993 today. And on this date, April 5th, 1993, the Phillies opened up the season in Houston with a 3-1 to win. Terry Mulholland went nine innings to opening de- open up the season for the Phillies. Unheard of today. 
Doug Drayback for the Astros actually went eight innings in the loss. Again, unheard of. Uh, the six or the Sixers, the Phillies had spattered eight or six hits all over the different people. Nobody had more than one hit. But Darren Dalton, Jim Eisenreich, and Pete Incavilia off the bench all had the RBI for the Phillies. They ended up sweeping the Astros that year to open the season, and they carried that momentum then uh, to winning the division and the pennant. I believe it was only one day early in April that they were not in first place, uh, but they basically almost went wire to wire. They were the last team to win the National League pre-wild card, and they happen to also be the the topic of this week's Back to the Future. Uh, just a couple programming notes on that. Just with this being spring break, and I do have a lot of house projects going on, uh, and then unfortunately I have my uncle's funeral tomorrow. Not sure when, and then I'm golfing on Friday. Not sure what the timing of this week's episode is going to be. It might not be till the weekend that I get to to record, uh, but I'll keep you posted on that uh, on this podcast. But we're going to take a look at the 93 fills on Back to the Future this week. All right. Let's go to our Eagles draft pick spotlight, and this one is an interesting one. Uh, we're going to spotlight Paul McFadden. The Cleveland native went to Youngtown, Youngstown State, and he was a kicker. He was a 12th round pick, number 312 overall. Remember, there wasn't as many teams, so in order to have enough players to fill out, the, the draft was a lot longer. Now it's seven rounds after they expanded this last time. But in 1984, Paul McFadden was a 12th round pick of the Eagles. He played 84 through 87 with the Eagles. The Now the interesting part about him was, there's a couple interesting facts. He was a barefoot kicker. And for some reason, somebody thought that kickers could have a better chance of hitting the sweet spot of the football and and uh, I, I don't know more control over it I mean you're kicking a ball that's oblong so I, I I don't know but hey kickers we always always say and always know that they're the the kookiest guys on the the, the field sometimes so if they want to walk around in the snow and bare feet hey more power to you but the Eagles had an interesting history with barefoot kickers. The first barefoot kicker, who was actually pretty good, uh, first ever to do it, was Tony Franklin. And he played for the Eagles from 1979 to 1983 until they drafted Paul McFadden. Now, whether they drafted McFadden because he was a barefoot kicker or not, I don't know. It just kind of was a little bit of ironic I irony there. So the Eagles had a long line of barefoot kickers. Uh, in case you're wondering, the last barefoot kicker was Jeff Wilkins in 2002. He started the season off, and then come October, I don't know whether his foot was cold or what, but he started wearing a shoe, and nobody else has done it since. But back to Paul McFadden. He led the NFL in field goals with 30 in 1984. He was named the UPI NFC Rookie of the Year that year. Now, there was all the news services had their own Rookie of the Years. I don't think he was he's recognized as the official Rookie of the Year. But for the UPI, he was the NFC Rookie of the Year. Louis Lips was the AFC, in case you were wondering. He was the Eagles co-MVP in 1984 and 85. Uh, he ended up finishing out his career 
Uh, I think he played for the Giants and then the Falcons a couple years and then was out of the league. But Paul McFadden, one of the barefoot kickers in the NFL, pretty good for a couple years. Too bad he was on a shitty team, uh, which is probably why he was the co-MVP of those teams. But led the league in field goals in 1984 as a rookie, UPI Rookie of the Year, um, and continued the proud tradition of barefoot kickers for the Eagles. So there you go. But Paul McFadden, this today's Eagles draft pick spotlight, 12th round pick in 1984. Let's hope the Phillies get keep that momentum rolling. They look good. They, you can even tell they had a little bit of a swag back last night. And I don't know whether they're they're getting frustrated. Like I could see them totally coming out today and ex- having an offensive explosion. Um, hopefully Nola can get things settled. Um, Sixers just stay healthy. That's all I want now. The last three games of the regular season, just stay healthy. It's looking like they probably will play the Nets last time I saw in the first round. Um, no Ben Simmons for there, so that would be good. Like I said, shout out to the original GOAT and happy birthday to my dad. If you have any way of getting in touch with him, wish the man a happy birthday. He certainly deserves it. He's indirectly probably responsible for this podcast. So thank you, Dad. Happy birthday. I love you. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Wednesday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.